I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. You're listening to After Law, broadcasting from the beautiful South Berlin. Except no substitute. Hello dear listeners, welcome to the only place worth being in London, nay Britain. Visit of Luton Town, big time football comes to Millwall, comes to Colblow Lane, comes to South Bermondsey, wherever you like. Good Friday afternoon, early kick-off thanks to the uh, powers that be at Sky TV. Huge situation listeners, Millwall in fifth, 61 points, Luton Town in fourth on 67 points. This will be a massive, massive opportunity to get some momentum behind the lines. Playoff run, will it be drama or disaster? Will it be climax or calamity? We're going to find out over the next seven games, including this one this afternoon. Your Lions team, this crucial fixture sees one, well, two changes in actual fact. Uh, in goal, we've got Jules Long. Back line is Murray Wallace, Jake Cooper. The returning Sean Hutchinson in place of Charlie Cresswell, who's unfortunately injured now. Danny Mack. The mid, uh, defensive two, Ryan Leonard, Jules Savile. The attacking three, surprisingly for some, includes Oliver Burke, uh, return of Vogel, Sammer and Zian Fleming, the Bermondsey Burke camp up front. Of course, Tom Bradshaw looking at his third TV hat-trick, potentially, of the season. The season's denouement beckons, dear listeners. It's a sell-out. It is um, chaotic outside. I've managed to get myself into the ground. I don't think we're really geared up for the big-time listeners. I'm going to let you in on a little secret there. I really don't think the Premier League and Bill Walton will combine terribly easily. Uh, I did manage to get myself into the ground in the end, as you will have gathered. Two games over the Easter weekend for Lions. Obviously, Luton this afternoon, then we're away to Hull City on Easter Monday. Let's hope we're not crucified this afternoon and resurrecting the season on Monday, listeners. Boom, boom. Luton manager Rob Edwards says they don't come much more difficult than Millwall away he says place is packed real buzz of excitement um, round the den any, any Millwall fan of every standing or anything more than um, one or two seasons standing knows that that can go one or two ways <laughs> you know what I mean by that listeners let's hope it goes favourably for us this afternoon Huge noise inside the ground right now. Rob Edwards for Luton says there's no room to be sloppy this afternoon. No room for us to be sloppy either, for that matter. Luton this afternoon wearing white shirts and uh, looks like black shorts. 
Mill, of course, in dark blue and white. Beautiful sunny afternoon in South Bermondsey. It's on the cool side of a winter's day. Spring day, I suppose, just about. But the sun is bathing the den in a beautific, wonderful sunshine. I've been looking forward to this all week, haven't you, listeners? I must admit, I felt nervous. Strange business now. Luton are lined up on the centre circle. What's all this about? They're going to collectively take the knee. They'll look like the um, a West End troop. What is this? Mill lined up to kick off. Luton lined up on the centre circle, arm in arm. Very weird. I thought they were going to take a collective knee, but they didn't. Well, we're ready to go now. Lions will be attacking the away end in the first half in accordance with the dictums of the venerable Bede writing in 9th century Anglo-Saxon England. And away we go. Vogel Sammer's playing on the, uh, the left. Burke is taking position on the right. I was going to say that I had trouble getting off to sleep last night and I nearly dropped the phrase tossing and turning into my uh, dialogue, but uh, that has double entendre meaning, so I won't say that, listeners. But you know what I mean, it's been a, a week of um, anticipation after that excellent draw up there at the Hawthorns last Saturday, nil-nil. But this is a huge fixture, make no matter. It won't end our chances if we get beat this afternoon. We obviously, three points if we get the win will be a massive, massive boost. Give us momentum. This is a free kick on the halfway line. One minute in, Murray Wallace is going to take it. Left side of the halfway line. The big guns have gone forwards. Floated deep. It's towards um, Tom Bradshaw. It's going to be hoofed away. It's going to come all the way back to Murray Wallace. Another chance to dink it back in. He does go for it this time. This time it'll be Oliver Burke getting up. It's going to run away to a Luton uh, defender. And away. Both sides obviously described as the unfashionable playoff contenders for obvious reasons. This is uh, Ian Fleming through to Oliver Burke. He just couldn't bring it under control. Little looping forward ball. One minute, just too short of two minutes there. That was a moment. Oliver Burke just couldn't bring that ball under his control. Some might feel he should have done. Harsher judges than I, dear listeners. Early chance there for the Lions. Goes begging. This is the third full house, I think I read of the season. It would be uh, Sheffield was a full house. I think it was Sunderland, the full house. This is a full house this afternoon. Uh, presumably that's going to be in the 18 and a half thousand zone. Certainly looked like a fair old uh, travelling support for Luton. So yeah, Charlie Cresswell clearly injured this afternoon. Um, they were scanning for an eye, a fractured eye socket after that late, late clash up there at West Brom. Apparently the, um, the swelling around the eye socket was making the scan very difficult, so um, the decision for him to be out of today's game was, I imagine, was taken for him by a combination of Leeds United, his parent club, and the club's medical staff. I, I couldn't see him playing so soon after fracturing your eye socket, you know, it'd be a big ask. I know the boy probably would have wanted to with a mask, but uh, it made little sense. This is Luton now, come down the right side, there's a cross into the near post, that's headed clear. It's going to go for a throw in Luton, five minutes, come to six minutes. The interviews with uh, Gary Rowett said that uh, it's probably the end of Charlie Cresswell's season. But, and I would imagine it would be realistic. We do have enough cover to get us through the crucial games. He's been a huge contributor to our uh, excellent season so far. And obviously we'll see what happens from here. But um, shame for the boy. 11 minutes in, it's a Millwall free kick on the right this side. Murray Wallace to take again, just inside our own 
half, uh, just a couple of yards inside on the right side of the centre line. It's lofted forwards. This is towards Sean Hutchinson. It bounces down, it falls almost into the path of Sean Hutchinson. Bouncing around, a little melee there. It's cleared away. It's now right. This is Vogel Summer. Just cleared from his feet. This is Joel Savile now, listeners. Savile gets clattered. Free kick Millwall. Coming to us all towards 12 minutes. Oliver Burke wins a good header there from that forward pass from George Long. This is Vogel Sammer finds Fleming just inside him on the left side. Vogie now operating as a winger, so called, so to speak. Into Tom Bradshaw, he takes, can he turn? He can, it's trying to go for the near post. Ambitious, but uh, worth a go. He's gone for a goal kick. 14 minutes into the game, listeners. It's been pretty bright from Millwall so far. Best chance, I suppose you'd say, was that early one for, for Oliver Burke. But otherwise, we've been trying to get forwards. And we're looking to play with some vim. George Honeyman warming up uh, down below us. I think he's harshly dropped today. I suppose it's for Oliver Burke to prove his worth and uh, seize his chance here. But uh, Honeyman will feel himself hard done by, in my opinion. He played well up at, up at West Brom. Maybe it's horses for courses in, in uh, Gary Rowett's mind. That sounds like a prog rock track, doesn't it? Horses for courses in Gary Rowett's mind. Like a 15-minute synthesizer solo. The reverse fixture, of course, was on TV. I don't know why Sky are obsessed with Mill versus Luton as a TV fixture. That was a two-all draw. We have, did we have this establish a 2 0 lead up there and gave it away? Finished up hanging on slightly at Kenilworth Road. Murray Wallace now is going to lump it down the channel for Tom Bradshaw. It's a well-placed ball. Bradshaw chasing it down. He's through on goal. Can he do? Fired into the goalkeeper. Corner. There was a strong case for a penalty there. I thought he was going to take it through. Just pushed wide left slightly. Fired it in at the goalkeeper. Batted it around for a left-sided corner. He was certainly obstructed there as he went through. Maybe not enough for this referee to give a penalty on. He seems a very, um, let's say fair, let's say fair referee. Listeners, I like to get a bit of French in my, in my shows. Learn French with Nick. Let's say fair. Left-sided corner, Jules Saville or Georges Chaville. And it comes, it's a deep one towards the centre spot. It's towards Cooper, it's headed away from him at the last, a four-wheel clear. Ticking towards 22 minutes. Paul's uh, just stuck in midfield at the moment, listeners. It's been a pretty bright start by Millwall. As we said earlier on, best chance of the half so far, falling to Oliver Burke in front of goal, but he couldn't bring it under control. Otherwise, we've um, pressed forwards, trying to look to play the ball and zip it about. No clear-cut chances spring to mind for Luton so far. I had to laugh, listeners. The, uh, I've already made the point we're not really geared up for the big time. And um, obviously it's a full house today. So having managed to clamber my way in through the crowds downstairs here in the West, West Stand, I thought I'd go and take my uh, an ablution before the game. It was like uh, an opium den in there, listeners. Absolute opium den. I, this is Danny Mack going down the right side there. 23 and a half minutes, but it is cleared by Luton. Yeah, I mean, uh, I'm not a smoker, so what do I know about such matters? But blimey, you've got to be desperate for a fag to stand around in the West Upper toilets. And some seem to, um, some seem to like it. Beyond me. Ball breaks, Ian Fleming. Burke. Surging down the right side, he's got a man in front of him. What can he do? He takes him on. They're going to get through. That shot is blocked, it's gone for a right-sided corner. 
little bit of pace there. That's why he's in the side, dear listeners. Moments like that. Nice little break there, Millwall. 23 and a, 24 and a half minutes. Right-sided corner now. Every now and again with Oliver Burke, you just get a sense. I get a sense as to why the likes of RB Leipzig paid silly money for him, and others have as well. Every now and again, being the operative word, doing all the heavy lifting in that phrase. 25 minutes then, right-sided corner. Vogel Sammer to take with his contract extension zipped up in his back pocket. In his lederhosen. In it comes, it's into the sense, curling away. It hit the head of Tom Bradshaw, but it was going away from him, unfortunately. Good work by Oliver Burke there. Good work, shoulder to shoulder. That's more like it, Oliver Burke. And then a poor ball by... Oh, well... Bogey through on goal there, being pulled back quite clearly. Almost managed to push his way past the defender there. Good uh, little a moment there. I thought he was being pulled, but uh, referee's given nothing. Comes towards 27 minutes. Here comes Murray Wallace down the left side. Huge noise inside the den, dear listeners. As you can gather, we're going backwards, unfortunately. Joel Savile now finds Vogie. Nothing given. He was yanked back there by the 32. Crowd are not happy with that. Bit more of a two and throw to the game now. That's a poor ball there by Danny Mack. Gives a nine. The ball three on the edge of the penalty area. Shot. Miles wide. Oh, this must have taken a deflection. It's gone for a right-sided corner. Right-sided corner. It's a deep one. It's headed clear. This should be... Uh, no, he's gone to a white shirt over there. They're still in possession on the left side now. There's a cross. Deep, deep, deep. Ball back across the... Oh, across the six-yard box there. There was a little moment where... My heart skipped a beat, listeners. I can't afford to do that. Throwing finds Ian Fleming. He's got Ryan Nether. Would he have a go? No, he's... Oh, the shot was on target, and the goalkeeper to get down low to bat it round. That was him going in the uh, bottom left corner. Daisy cutter. Left-sided corner. It's a deep one. It's gone back to the halfway line. It's headed in. Murray Wallace puts it kind of nowhere, really. It's another variation. I suppose we're trying to get away from being predictable with some of these routines, and I, I, I applaud that, but uh, we saw a couple of routines up at West Brom trying to achieve the same end that went nowhere. On the bench yourself, and having read out our substitutes, listeners, it's, it's great to see Billy Mitchell back on the bench. Um, we've got uh, Bielkowski, Mitchell, Malone, Shackleton, Honeyman, S.A., and Duncan Watmore. I thought it was very disappointing up there. Uh, West Brom, maybe he's an impact sub in some way, I think Oliver Burke has certainly looked effective so far in this half, his direct replacement I suppose, great to see Roman Essay get some action as well this is a free kick, long ball falls from Murray Wallace towards Sean Hutchinson it's bouncing around and cleared back to Murray, what can he do he lumps it in again finds Tom Bradshaw just couldn't bring it under control little moment there, 38 minutes. Lumped forwards. It's going to be uh, Cooper gets underneath. There's uh, offside. It should do us. No, it's half-time. It's Millwall nil, Luton Town nil. Um, bright start to the half by Millwall. Um, slightly gone off that boil as the half's gone along. I think maybe nerves and pressure and, uh, and so on and so forth. But certainly from both sides, really, it's a decent... Uh, situation to be in at half time uh, best chance to have obviously that one for Burke early on anyway Millwall nil Luton Town nil Achtung Millwall
Welcome back, dear listeners. Teams are entering the arena for the second half. No changes, I believe, certainly from the Millwall perspective. Uh, some debate online as to whether the referee is a good referee or a bad referee. He's letting that go. Um, take your pick, really, as to whether that's a good thing or a bad thing. Some days it works in our favour, and other days it doesn't. Millwall will be attacking the Colblow lane in the second half, as per the dictums of the venerable Bede. Luton will be attacking their away end. And away we go, dear listeners. Big second half for Millwall. Best chance of the game really was that one that fell to Oliver Burke, early doors. Since then we've had moments of um, attractive play, shall we call it. Little opportunities here and there, but nothing really clear cut. Luton, I suppose you'd argue, have done a good job of taking some of the sting out of the game as it's gone along. Certainly taking the crowd down a notch or two from that early phase. Anyway, long 45 minutes of action yet to go. I suppose arguably both sides would settle for this result right now if that were an option. What a strange game it would be if that were an option that it suited you to get a point and you could just say at half-time, well, shall we call it quits there, Mr Edwards? And he said, yes. Done deal. But such an option is not available, listeners. This is therefore stuff and nonsense to even discuss it. This is Luton now. Danny Mack beaten there. Coming down the left side, this is the, the 45 at the byline. It's going to go for a left-sided corner, 49 minutes. It's the 45 to take it. Mill need to be switched on. I think I say that in every show now, listeners, don't I? You'll have to think of some other way to put it to keep you interested in listening. In comes the cross. It's headed clear by, uh, by Bradshaw. Mill crowd trying to get behind the Lions. As I said earlier on, I think Luton have done a decent job as the first half wore on of taking some of the sting out of our play. They'll be looking for the one chance that puts them in front, of course. Equally, one chance could be enough for us. Without getting all philosophical about things. Eric Morecambe used to support Luton for some strange reason. He was a I'd imagine he was born in Morecambe, but I never quite worked out why he supported Luton Town. He was on the board of directors, I seem to recall, as a, as a kid. Huge, huge comedy stars for the 70s, for any younger listeners who don't know uh, Morecambe and Wires were. He always used to manage to get Luton on their, on their comedy sketches somehow, didn't he? Well, recall the one with Glenda Jackson, where the Roman centurion gets uh, Luton on his uh, SPQR banner. I'm probably prattling away for... Absolute nonsense for a whole generation. Don't know what I'm on about. Danny Mack gets clipped. This is Burke. Free kick there. Referee waited for the advantage. Uh, Danny Mack got clipped as he was trying to bring it under control. Tried to work a 1 2 with, with Vogel Sammer, I think that was. 57 minutes, listeners. It's going to be uh, Savile. Ryan Leonard standing over it. Hutchinson's gone forwards. The big guns. Ticking towards 58 minutes now. Whilst they set themselves for this free kick. Faints it, he faints it. Well, did he mean that or not? I don't know. Chips it forwards. Little header on turn onto the roof of the net there. I couldn't see who that was. That might have been Murray Wallace. Looping header onto the roof of the net. 58 and a half minutes. Ball forwards from Danny Mack. Vogelsam has chased it through. He's thrown goal, what can he do? Ran it through, just couldn't get it under control. Oh, 
There was a moment I thought he was through on goal there, but he just couldn't seem to get the ball from under his feet. 59 minutes, another opportunity in truth. That's got to go down as a chance to get yourself into that position and then not really take advantage of it is, is a bit reprehensible. Second decent chance really from Millwall. What about that Burke chance in the first half? And then I've really got to put that down as an error on Vogel Sammer because he just couldn't seem to get the ball under his control there. Chopping and changing, more Sky TV chopping and changing, of course. This is the second to final game of the season up at Blackpool's now been moved to a Friday night 8 pm kickoff. Pretty short notice, but that's Sky Television's um, contractual right to do that. A lot of people having to go at the club. It isn't the club's decision at all. But fair play to Millwall for making um, coach travel subsidised for that one. I think also for the for the Wigan game. Actually, I think they're running cheap uh, supporters coaches to get up to Wigan the week before on the 22nd, and then they are the 28th for Friday night for for Blackpool. A lot of people will have booked hotels though. It's um, it is a liberty. But uh, what can you do? This is the contract that uh, funds a modern game, unfortunately. It's not going to change any time soon, dear listeners. But yeah, so the uh, 29th game at Blackpool away is now being played on the Friday night of 28th, 8pm kickoff, and that is on Sky Television. Just past the halfway point of the second half. It's been pretty flat, to be fair, this, this half. Both sides, I think, are aware of uh, the value of a point to each of them. Nice take and turn by Zian Fleming in midfield. He's on the break. What can he do? Will he have a go? Tries to feed it through to Oliver Burke. Oh, he just tried to thread the eye of the needle there, but it's got away from Burkey, I'm afraid. He's gone for a throw-in to, throw to Luton. Little moment there, listeners. I thought uh, Zian was on a run for a moment. One of the Luton's fans is a wanker, apparently. I can't see him, listen, so I can't give you any more um, background on his wankiness. But I'm going to take the, uh, the verdict of the West Upper at face value there. Game's got very scrappy last few minutes. It's uh, Mill struggling to get any control of the ball. Luton really looking to break play up and stumble their way through to uh, whatever the game might present them with between now and well, the last 16 minutes of the game. Like, between that now on the finish of it. No signs of any changes from the uh, Mill bench at the moment. It's been a full-blooded contest. Referees played a part in the sense that he's let a lot of challenges go. It's been a physical, hard game. Minimum, minimal chances, really. This is a throw-in for Luton inside the Mill half. Billy Mitchell warming up. Good to see Billy back in the, in the squad. Free kick. Saville gets clumped, rolling around, clutching his knee. To be Zian Fleming territory, listeners. His free kicks has not been terribly good in recent times. Be a good day to, you know, try and turn that around. Here we go. Zian to take. Oh, chips it over the bar on the left side, near the uh, top left-hand corner of the, of the goal, but it was wide. Luton pressing forwards now. Long throw, finds a man in space. That's slap shot on target and George Long did well to back that down listeners it was a very tight angle uh, the 9 78 minutes did well to get that on target and he done well to save it here we go then long throw from Ryan Leonard not terribly long body's going flying Colblow Lane howling for a penalty not going to get it another ball into the box uh, goalkeeper punches clear Saville trying to find SA he's going to have man covering it unfortunately ball forwards from Saville, it's headed back into the fray. Nicely done again by Jill Saville, driving forwards. Roman Essay now on the right side, he's twist and turning. 
Ball into the box, that's headed clear. Nice stuff by Romano. So, well, Blarry looks to be, listeners. This is uh, Shackleton. Gonna be a free kick for Millwall. Looks like the Savile's taking another clip, 88 minutes. Dangerous looking free kick. It's um, nearly on the right side of the penalty area, about three or four yards short of the pen. It's gonna be Scott Malone to take it. It's floated into the near post, that's a poor ball in truth. Falls to SA, uh, does well to get any kind of uh, traction on that. It's lumped back into the middle. Carol Howling for a penalty, that was uh, Cooper being manhandled. We ain't getting nothing out of that, listeners, I'm afraid. The injection of realism into your, into your day, if you haven't realised that yet. We're ticking towards the last minute of the um, added time, listeners. Presuming it finishes this way, which uh, is looking highly likely with 50-odd uh, seconds to go. Um, I suppose both sides will regard a point as a pretty good outcome, certainly if you'd have asked both managers at the start of the afternoon, if they'd have taken a point, they probably would have done. Uh, Millwall had the better chances, the uh, early chance to Oliver Burks brings to mind, and in that moment in the second half for Vogue, otherwise it's not been many opportunities, but um, play is still continuing here. This is, this is Joel Savile, does a little... Try to do a little overhead flick there. Man of the match. It's been a defensive battle, really, isn't it? Um, I've, I've quite liked um, a ball falls to Ramon Essay on the right side. What can he do? He gets a cross in. It falls to uh, over the head of Zian, unfortunately, listeners. He's got away from him. It's gonna That should be it, I think. Uh, hard to pick a man of the match. It's been a pretty good team effort overall. I've quite liked um, central defenders. Uh, quite liked the central midfielders. I went for... Ryan Leonard, I think, up there at West Brom. Not a bad shout for today. He's given everything he's got to give. Uh, Tom Bradshaw's not stopped running up front with very little to feed upon. Jill Savile, I'm going to go with Jill Savile, but you could take your pick from any of the central defenders today. There it is. Full-time full nil-nil. Luton-nil, pretty good result in the uh, bigger picture. Perhaps a slight sense of um, anti-climax. I don't know. Um, as it is, that will reinforce Mills' position. Other games will take place later on this afternoon. Um, there we are. Millwall nil. Luton Town nil. Both teams shaking hands at the end of a pretty robust game. Achtung, Millball. Welcome back to the show, dear listeners. Joining me now to review that rather anticlimactic nil-nil draw is Graham Payne. Did you find it? Well, it wasn't climactic, Graham. Did you find it anticlimactic this afternoon, mate? Yeah, hello, Nick. Yeah, I did. I did find it a bit anti anticlimactic as well. Yeah, the, the main issue for me now is, is three games, no goals, and it is a worry for me. Now, we didn't really create much today, really, I don't think. There was a couple, obviously, the Burke one in the first minute, and then the Vogel summer when he'd done about three pirouettes, didn't he, before, you know, straight to the goalkeeper, but... Yeah, I mean, it's, I've written it on my show notes here, 270 minutes, Graham, without a goal, which is, yeah. is, is a concern, isn't it? Um, you know, but there, there we are. Other results were, weren't were so kind to us. Norwich won today at Blackburn, so they are, they've narrowed the gap between Blackburn and, and ourselves. So after that nil-nil draw this afternoon, listeners, we were on 62 in, in fifth position. Norwich City now in seventh. They're going to be our nearest rivals. Maybe even Preston, I suppose. Preston has crept up to eight on 59. So, um, I mean, basically, 
I suppose I'm caught in, in, in two minds on this ground because on the one hand, it's it's what <laughs> we, we've come to call rowet ball, which is a certain style of defensively minded football, isn't it? I mean, long ball um, played relentlessly because in, in the Gary Rowett philosophy, we don't have the flair players that can do anything other than make the most of themselves within this fairly rigid and quite old-fashioned approach really it's it's a bit like uh, reminds me of 1988 you know because it is a a fairly long ball approach albeit with with less um you know skillful players than we had back then um on the one hand you'd say that it's that that's got us here and we're now what with six games to go we are sitting in the playoff spots um but equally we've got a We've got to start taking games by the by the scruff of the neck a little bit, and you're right because we don't create many chances, uh, Graham, do we? But when we do create them, we've got to take them, and we're not doing that. That's that is a concern. I thought the I thought the the Burke chance in the first was it the first minute? It was it was very early on. I can't remember. What, yeah, I thought that was a screamer. That that should have been put away. I suppose then you've got a different game on your hands. And Vogel, Samuel, yeah, same. Um, you know, if they're, they're being paid as professional strikers, you've got to, you've got to take your chances when they when they come your way. And it, it, it's funny because I was thinking there's a nil nil draw this afternoon where we're left slightly, I don't know if deflated is the right word, a nil nil draw last weekend up there at West Brom. We were walking away feeling pretty good about ourselves. It's it's strange now the same result can induce two two different mindsets. But I think today's one got away from us a little bit at times. We just didn't create enough, did we? No, we didn't. Um, it was very... I think every time Zian got the ball, he, he seemed to be caught in two minds what ball to play. He wasn't... He wasn't, it wasn't one of his better games. Um, I think Burke... And I know Burke gets a lot of stick, but I don't think Burke's used how Burke wants to be used, where... It, only once I think Zian played a ball on what he can run onto, and that's Burke's strength. Yeah, and we don't seem to play to that. And I, I know there's times, and I agree that he bottles in tackles and things like that. But if you're going to play him, then at least try and play to his strength. Well, I don't think we do. No, I mean, but Burke is a very modern f- uh, player, in my opinion. And what I mean by that, listeners, is he's. He's not your old school Millwall player that will get stuck into tackles. I, I, I take my hat off um, to the likes of Fleming because he does put himself about physically, even though he's a flair player. But going back to Burke today, I, I actually think it was one of his better games for us. Um, now that's not to say you're going to get um, you know Harry Cripps style tackling out of him because that's not his game, uh, Graham, and no. he would see himself as not being paid for that kind of work. But I think you're right about using his pace. We don't. We tend to hit long balls up in the air as though we've still got Teddy and Cass up front, yeah. and we don't. We, you know, you got the best you've got Tom Bradshaw, who I think will um, run himself. Uh, he is running himself into the ground at the moment on our behalf. And, and to some level, I thought today um, Oliver Burke didn't do badly. Really, it was one of his better games. You could argue that um, he hasn't put enough into some of the previous performances, but today I can't. You couldn't say that he got applauded off the pitch, didn't he? Yeah. Um, which I think is a step forwards for the, for the boy because you know that's always been so for him. But um, yeah, I mean, some poor poor control at times as well. I mean, I, I thought Luton on the other side of the coin, Graham. I mean, I, Luton didn't really create much, did they? They didn't have many chances. I can't think of 
any direct chance off the top of my head. Is, did they have anything that I, I'm missing? I, I, I can't remember I it or so. One shot from distance at long pushed away in the second half. He did. He batted I, I, it I can't think of anything way. else. But, you know, I, I know people were saying, oh, you know, Luton are a good side and all that. But if you gave me Luton in the playoffs, you know, a semi-final, I'd, I'd think, yeah. yeah, I'll take us against Luton. I would. I, I don't... They may look, you know, I don't, I don't see anything really threatening. Even the game at Luton, I know people were saying we were lucky to be two 0 up, probably were. But at two one, I thought we were in total control of that game until all the substitutions, and then they got a goal right at the end. So maybe I'm not seeing what people are seeing at Luton. They're, you know, they've done well, and they're, you know, to get in the playoffs, and they're, they're, I think they're more or less in the playoffs now. They've got six points over. But I think that. Yeah. As good as, yeah. yeah. I mean, I suppose in a similar way to ourselves. I mean, people would say that they're making the most of very, very limited resources, as as we are um, and as they are. So, you know, I, I don't have a problem with Luton. I don't. I make you right. I, I mean, we should have won the game at Kenilworth Road. We got ourselves 2-0 ahead, and it was criminal that we let that 2-0 uh, lead slip. Um, we really should have won it today, really, on the balance of chances, direct chances created. But... With the the away game and now the home game, it's our own failings that have let us down. We can't really say we were outplayed no. by the opposition. The opposition, um, but it's the, the failings are are there and have been there all season, Graham. I mean, someone posted, and I think it might have been Gavin, um, called it a very boring display. And I think others have posted similar, um, you know, reviews on on online. Watched it on telly. I imagine I can't imagine it was much of a TV extravaganza today. Um, it did feel as bad a game in the den as it did. May I'm guessing those that watched it on TV might have found it pretty tedious. In the den, I think the, there was a sense of um, uh, of tension um, because it was a big game. Um, it never quite ignited, um, but I don't, it didn't feel as bad a game in the den. I don't know if that's the, you know right or wrong way to look at it. It didn't feel as bad a game as some people are describing online. Um, it was a committed game. I mean, the referee let a lot go out there, Graham, didn't yeah, he, he today? Did. It was a very free and easy approach by the referee. Unusual. I mean, I, I kind of like it, but if it don't work for you, then <laughs> you, you can play. Yeah. I mean, the, the big one was that penalty shout. I think there was uh, ones earlier on, which I didn't really it see. Was two but... Nick in the second half on Cooper. The first one was worse from the long throw. Was it? I've yeah. not seen it. I've not seen that clip. I've just seen the 89th minute one. You know. No, there was one earlier where it was a long throw from Leonard, and the, the, the centre half just basically grabbed hold of Cooper around the waist, pulled him down. It was you know, what Cooper's got to do to get a penalty is beyond me. I mean, like at West Brom last week, the geezer practically pulled his shirt off, didn't he? You know. Yes. No, it's it's rugby tackling. Um, I, I don't understand. I mean, having seen the. The 89th minute clip back. I mean, it looks a pretty good shout for a penalty. Um, I ha- didn't get enough of a view of the one that you've just described, and I haven't seen any TV clips. It might come out mm. tomorrow morning when the uh, the YouTube footage comes out. But I don't know. It's a very good question. What do we have to do to get a penalty when the, a player is? It's not even. Um, he's not even going down easily. He's being rugby league tackled, yeah. isn't he? He's, he's being, you know, arms around him and manhandled to the floor. Um, and the referee's um, right there. It's not as though he's not seeing it. He's seeing it. And he's just, you know, he's, I don't know. I really don't know. I'd love to know what goes through their minds. I mean, yeah. I was speaking to Michael the other uh, previous show, and he does a bit of refereeing. And I think one of the things he was trying to um, ask 
people to think about, and I suppose it's a form of defence if you like, is that they referees are slaughtered for not being consistent. I, was, I mean, they're consistently not giving <laughs> Jake Cooper any penalties, that's for sure. So they're good on the consistency front. I'll give them all that much. Um, but it does beg the question: what, What's he got to do? What's got to happen to him to 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 draw a, a, a whistle? I don't know. Um, it, it fascinates me. I think Gary Rowett mentioned that in his post-match um, press conference, which I would expect him to at least mention it in passing. So I, I don't know where it goes. Some uh, it was mentioned online that it wasn't a particularly attractive game. I, I, I don't know how to put it for the listeners, but I don't see it changing anytime soon. We've got six games of regular regular season to go and possibly um, two, maybe three playoff games to go, Graham. I can't see us suddenly turning ourselves into um, <laughs> AC Milan in 19, 19 mid-90s. Can you? I mean, it, it's not going to happen. I mean, Ramon Essay came into the game late today. He's about as close as we've got, apart from Zian, really to an attractive um, top-level talent. Um for reasons, I, mean, I wonder if we will see him. We do need to win a few games. I mean, the results today have not entirely gone badly, but certainly Norwich are creeping up on the on, and Preston are creeping up. So we want to really go to whole ground and get a result. And we do need to score goals to get that result, don't we? So we do need to start thinking about goal scoring at some stage soon. Yeah, we do. And I mean, I mean, I know that I've said it a couple of times in the chat, but you know, I think he's got. Is he going to start? I say. You know, I know he's coming on for 10 minutes, but, you know, is it worth giving him a go longer? We've got to start scoring goals again. We're not going to get in a playoffs by drawing nil-nil all the time, are we? And, I mean, the next home game no. is now a lot bigger than what it was going to be, Preston, because they're right in the mix. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. they're contenders. It's suddenly become a fixture now. That's I don't know. I mean, going back to Ramon Essay, I mean, um, Gary Rower in, in accordance with the old... Um, the old school manager's handbook doesn't seem to trust youth, does he? He seems to go for experience, um, which is, you know, sometimes you feel like creaking in your in, in your in your bath chair with all this because I mean, obviously he's gone for Leonard and um, Savile on the basis of experience in the in the defensive midfield slots, um, but going forwards, I mean, you're talking about what more um, uh, Vogel Sammer. Uh, and Burke, who didn't do so badly today, but none of those three players, uh, Graham, have really excited in the same way that Roman Essay has excited when he's come into the. We've only seen glimpses of him, yeah. but when he does come in, I think he illuminates. Lot. Suddenly, you think you want to see him get the ball. What yeah. can he do with it? Yeah. The boys, the boys, inventive. You know, I think um, also because he's so come. I, I don't know. He's come through the youth, and he? he's a Millwall player, and I think someone with a bit. Yeah. It was yeah. exciting like that. You want to see more of him. Now, it's, you know, it's going to be a big call on Monday. Does he start him or, or does he keep him on the bench? Because, um, you know, I, I think he might be, I think he's got to just chance him. You know, what, what we're going to lose by just giving him a go for one game. I don't see how he's going to be any worse than the three you've said, Vogel, Sam, or what, or Robert. He's not, is he? To me. But, I would I mean, no. I mean, I was surprised at Honeyman being dropped today. Yeah, I mean, I again, not a player that, uh, not a player ground that excites me particularly. But he'll, he'll give you industry. He'll give you plenty of running, and he, he, you know, he doesn't let his head drop particularly. So, I was surprised to see him come out. Um, Burke didn't do as badly as many might have thought he would have done today. It wasn't um, earth shattering, but he certainly gave us gave a good good account of himself. 
Um, Vogie, I, I don't know what I make of Vogie sometimes. I want to, I want to love him. I, you know, I, I want him to be this kind of cult hero. But um, you got to do something at some stage to justify your your cult hero status. And he, I, he, I mean, that, that chance went begging, and that was screaming to be poked home. Yeah. And to fart about like he did, um, unforgivable, I, I, I think. So no, I, I don't know. I mean, if, if SA can't get in in front of any of those three, then I don't know what what to make of football management. It seems to be like pin the tail and the donkey. Otherwise, you know, mm. um, there we are. Um, on to Hull on on Monday. It's a big game now on, on Monday. We we I think we need a win up there, Graham. I can't yeah, I do. Draws I do. will sustain us for much longer. Mm. You know, um, not with not with Preston and Norwich now creeping up on our on our on our blind side. So we've got to go to Hull. We've got to win. In my opinion, and we need to create goals. Um, if Gary Rowe is listening, and I'm sure he does, then that takes me to a conclusion that you start the talent. You you put the boy out there and tell him to go and express himself, see what he can see what he can do. You can always bring what more or Vogie on if yeah. it gets you know if, if if it doesn't work, can't you? I think um, I think you'll bring Honeyman back to play at home at one side, and then it, yeah. he plays on the other side. That's going to be his yeah. thing, and I think by the looks of it, I think Leonard will be out because I think he's injured his groin. I think, and so Billy Mitchell will be back. He, yeah, point. he's a fragile player, Leonard, yeah. isn't he? I mean, he gives you gives you a hundred percent, but um, we've got too many. I think for you know going forwards, whatever becomes of this season, Graham, we've got too many players that are just fragile. I mean, yeah. obviously Mason Bennett is another one that. Um, is slowly nursing a recovery, and, and Ryan Leonard, you know, I, I like him as a player, but he just gets injured so so easily, um, yeah. becomes a you know a bit of a problem. Um, but yeah, um, whole city away Monday. Um, well, fingers least, crossed. Do you think we're going to do it? I think, do you think we're going to do it because I tell you why. I don't know what's happened, but it's all turned around now. We're now playing much better away from home. The last eleven, I looked yes. at eleven home games. We've only won three games at home. Since, since we beat West Brom in October, we've won three home games. Now, the away, we've won seven, I think. So, I think we'll... Yeah. I, I'm, yeah, I think we'll go to home and get a result. I do. Yeah. Yeah, put it's me... Like, Rowett <laughs> ball, <Rowett> <laughs> ball requires you to soak up the pressure, which um, at home doesn't... We, we do struggle um, when we've got to take the game to the opponent. And, and you know, there just isn't the inventive talent across the side really um you know everyone's tryhards but uh, there's very little inventive talent you get past Zian and now we've, you know we've got the kind of um the prospect of Roman essay then there's not really much else beyond that that's going to unlock a um you know the two banks of four or the you know the Neil Warnock type setup so I suppose that's 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 just the way it is it's not going to change now listeners we've got six games of regular football to go and then who knows uh, playoff star I think we'll do it on Monday, Graham. I think we're going to go to Hull City and we'll 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 get a, we'll get a win there. I've nailed my uh, colours to the mast, listeners. Um, big thank you to Graham Payne taking time out of his working evening, uh, no problem, <laughs> joining me on the show. Appreciate it, mate. No problem. Um, big big thank you to all the voicemail contributors that are going to follow Graham and my conversation now. So. Um, until the next edition of Akdong we'll, we'll see what we can do on Monday after uh, I'm not going to go up there for that one listeners I'm, I'm going to try and get away to, to Wigan now um, on the 22nd um, so Hull will have to try and get a stream or something to see how we get on there but fingers crossed till Monday big thank you Graham in the meantime all the best mate
Cheers, mate. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hi Nick, Jim Hackett here. I uh, just thought I'd wait till the end of the rest of the games this afternoon before sending in my uh, comments about today's game, just to see where we end up at the end of the day. And ultimately, we've not ended up too bad. I know Preston have sort of closed the gap, Norwich have closed the gap, but I think uh, you've got West Brom getting knocked out of it. And that's one of the better teams, I think, who, who might have stood a chance of catching us. So back to today's game, I thought it was a real... Ugly game by two teams who were just concentrating on not losing the game. Um, if Burke had put that early chance away, and I don't know what he was doing, whether he should have shot or controlled it, but he didn't actually do either. And, and it was a shame because that would have given us a great start and uh, got everybody up for it. For the rest of the game, I thought it was really two, two hard-working sides. Both defences worked well, both midfields worked well, and it was up at the other end in the final third where neither side looked like they had a lot. I think um, for us, we up and puff a little bit, but that lack of quality in the final third did catch us out. I think SA coming on, as late as it was, he did show a little bit of maybe something that, that we do need in the remaining games because he gave us a little bit of quality. He gave us something different that we haven't seen and we didn't see it with Burke and we don't generally see it with our wide players. I think... Looking at the team he, he selected, you can see why he did what he did. But unfortunately, if Burt misses that first one after that, even though he was in the game, he was never as dangerous as he was at that one particular time. I think going forward, hopefully, 
I say we'll get a run against Hull because I think he's the he's the key to something that might be good for us. Um, I think going through our team again, I thought strangely enough, I thought our back four played well, but they started the first ten fifteen minutes looking very iffy to me. Uh, I don't know if Hutch coming back in just made it slightly awkward for everybody, but you know he he ended up doing quite well. I thought uh, Cooper did okay. Danny McNamara. Not really in the game as much today. I think he he's his passing from the back at times was a little bit looser there, and I think they they could have caught us out if they were a better team. I think Murray actually is is the one player I think that that's actually coming out of all these recent games looking better and better. I think he he does what he can. He he defends well. He tries to get forward as much as he can, and he puts balls in a, a relatively into the right spot so you know not a lot of criticism there I thought Leonard and Savile again did very well a bit concerned that Leonard got injured towards the end but ironically uh, he gets injured by the looks of it and uh, Billy Mitchell's fit again so there's a natural swap over there I think the substitution's possibly a little bit late for me I think if he'd have bought SA on a little bit earlier, we might have seen a little bit more panicking from the Luton backline because they didn't look like they could actually deal with him. He, he's unusual the way he plays. He doesn't play like a Millwall player and, and I think he could be a key to us for the rest of the season against, in theory, what are lesser teams and we need somebody who can unlock the door. Um, wide players, really, I think Vogie worked his knackers off today and uh, didn't really look dangerous, but I think in one nearly opportunity in the second half and maybe if he'd have been a, a little bit more brighter as a striker he might have uh, done better with it but overall I think the game was a, a tough game for both teams Luton obviously happy with the point because they, it keeps them right in the promotion race and for us I think we can't be too disappointed with a point against a playoff rival I think what it comes down to now is the last few games we've really got to start scoring goals you know it, it's it's all right not losing them, but if we're not scoring goals either, then I think we're we're digging our own grave. I, I'm still confident that we'll get there, but I think we're making hard work of it, and hopefully that Luton game will be the the last of the real tight tight teams that we're sort of happy to get away with a point with. And let's go on to Hull on Monday, and let's hope we get a win there. But the the other results today, like I said, you know they, they haven't damaged us too much. Everything's still in our own hands. So come on, you Lions. Harry Warren here with my thoughts on that draw with Luton Town on Good Friday in a new, another, well, another new nil. Nearly seven days on from the nil nil at West Brom. Um, I think we should win that game. Um, our Oliver Burke doesn't score after a couple of minutes. Our Vogue Slammer doesn't score when he's through on goal I don't know um, other than that we were defensively solid Saville I thought had another great game I thought Leonard was decent in the middle as well um, but again you know I have to question the timing of the substitutions I thought those were crying out for those a little bit earlier um, SA when he comes on gives us a totally different type of winger than Fogslammer or um, Holly Burke. 
who I've completely run out of time for. Um, he was a passenger for, if he was on the pitch for 75 minutes, he was a passenger for 73 of them. Um, but there we go. You know, I know why he's in the team. It's because he can run fast. That's seemingly all he does. Um, but I think SA is the real deal. I think SA is the one that should be playing. Um, and I know it's very difficult for us to turn around and, and dump him into the, to the to the sharp end and he's only playing under 18s England international football but you know if we're not going to play our good young kids when are we going to play our good young kids and um I think it's a vital vital thing he is totally totally different I would have liked to have seen him get more time um then then the eight or so minutes that he got thought he put three crosses in in his in his eight minute cameo which was three more than Birkin, uh, Samer did all day. But um, I, I'm, no, I, I just think that hopefully the results go away the, this afternoon and we can um, we can pick up three points on Monday and and go from there. But we never make it easy on ourselves. It's going to be a long way to the end of the season. Um, but I didn't see anything in Luton today that particularly scared me so that's a plus point but other than that we roll on to monday anyway then come on the lines hi nick sangelo mate uh just got in from the game um not really much to say really shit game shit ref uh shit atmosphere for a falas um pretty boring really uh ref was a joke mate fucking geezer had a loot and away top on as well um but somehow we got two points out of nine and we're still in the mix. So onwards and upwards, really. We just got a, we've got 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 through the difficult games. But you know we always mess up with the with the ones we're supposed to win. But um, but yeah, um, players. Uh, I thought Savile was unbelievable. I thought Savile was by far the man of the match, mate. The, so much work, um, so much determination. Outstanding display from him. Fleming had a shitter. Vogi, don't get it. Don't get the people that back Vogi. To me, I'm never in a million years starting Vogi in front of SA, mate. SA comes over 10 minutes, does a couple of little things that gets the crowd up. The geezer's got, we've got to start the guy. We've got to just throw him in now. Vogi is just like, it's just like the most bang average player ever, mate. And he had that great chance when he's through. And if he shoots first time, he's got a chance. But, but yeah, listen, a point. Uh, against Luton, it's not the end of the world, and uh, we've got um, winnable games ahead of us. So onwards and upwards, but yeah, just a bit of a shit day all round, really. Um, but yeah, onwards. Oh, and it looks like uh, we're going to lose uh, Leonard. Looked like a groin to me, so uh, he's going to be out for a while because we know what he's like when he gets injured. He disappears for quite a while, so that's going to be a shame because he's been playing well. Um, so maybe Billy's come back just at the right time. But yeah, onwards and upwards, and let's hope we can get a result at Hull. All right, catch you later, Nick. Come on, you lines. Matt Webb coming away from the den after that nil-nil draw. Well, what can I say? That was a frustrating nil-nil draw. A bit different from the nil-nil that we had at West Brom, where we battled and we, we, we held out a very good West Brom team. We have a problem, I think. And the problem is, teams that set their souls out to not make us score. And so far, Luton did really well on that one. 
and Huddersfield done very well on that one. I think we're just going to be concerned that we haven't scored a goal in three games. I thought today all, most of the players were a yard off the pace and didn't feel like they wanted to be out there. Would that be top six nerves? Would it be the fact that we're playing a team that are doing really well? I don't know. But the Luton there for the taking, in my opinion. A couple of pop shots, and that was all they had. I'm not going to mention the referee, although, you know, I think I saw better moves in WrestleMania than I saw on that pitch today. But some of the players out there just didn't care. They didn't want to be out there. And it took him 80 minutes to make those changes. For me, the changes were too late. Urgency in the last 10 minutes was better than the majority of the game. Come to, come to some of the players. I thought George Savile had a very good game. My man in the match, in my opinion. Leonard, again, very good performance. However, I do believe Leonard's running in the wool shirt is going to come to an unfortunate end because that's another injury that he's picked up and potentially that could be done for the season. You know, you've got to, got to do better, Millwall. I'm sorry. You know, I might eat my words in a month's time when that could be a draw that was well earned. But coming away from the den right now, I feel that is two points dropped. And we do need to sort our striking options out. Because this ain't good enough. We need to start scoring goals. So roll on Monday. Nice trip to Hull. And uh, let's see if we can make amends. Come on, you guys. Hi Nick, John Rankin just calling in after the Millwall Luton nil nil draw at home at the den. Um, very interesting match. I think we might have just deserved a bit more out of it than we got. Um, I thought we played well, and I thought Luton played well to be honest. Uh, the one party that didn't play very well was the referee. I thought the referee was absolutely appalling. At one point, he didn't know what to do. And it centred on wrestling matches between the big two up front for Luton and Cooper and Hutchinson. And it was started by Luton. It was Luton holding on to our defenders while they tried to play the ball round them. And I think the referee needs to be demoted to, I don't know, Sunday League pub football. I think that's, that was his level, really. I think with a decent referee... We would have one or two more free kicks, and I thought we was we would have scored. We knocked on the door quite a few times. Um, Vogel Sammer came close with a free kick. Um, we often puffed around the box. He put some good balls in there, but I got to say, Luton defended very well, um, and it came away on as evening on as even. The best reflection is we didn't lose. So, Luton are clearly a very good team. They've got some very, very good footballers. And I think on another day, we have a more confident and competent referee. I think we'd have possibly come away with a 1-0 or a 2-0 um, win. I think this situation with Cooper, we've got to think outside the box here a little bit. And if I was Jake Cooper, I would just start clattering the uh, opposition defenders in their box and really hurting them. And, you know, just uh, he's not going to get a penalty, so he might as well really make it count and just knee in the small of the back 
and you know start really bottling onto other players because it's absolutely pointless. There was a clear, clear penalty in the cold blow lane end. And I think even the linesman kind of thought about it and the referee just overruled him. Some might say they don't want us in the Premiership, but I think they might have to think twice. I hope Ryan Leonard uh, recovers. He looks like he pulled his groin when he played a right-footed cross into the box. And I think he's been key. Although it was lovely to see Billy Mitchell come back. Roman SA looked good. Um, I think all our players are doing the very best they can. I think Danny Mack uh, dealt with the pressure he was put under today as well as he could. It was a tough game for Danny there. And um, I think he did well on balance. So, all in all, we didn't lose. We could have won. Referees, an absolute joke. Come on, you Lions. Hello, Nick. Bill Slack here. Um, I'm walking four grounds over the park. It's absolutely mobbed it is with families enjoying each other's companies and uh, enjoying a, a lovely spring evening. Um, and I'm trying to walk off uh, this really, really miserable mood I'm in. Um, I've, I've thought for a little while. I, I, I hate to be this bloke, but I, I, I think we're going to slip out. Um, I've, I've said for a while, I don't think there's enough goals in the, in the team. Not signing a striker. In January, it looked like we'd got away with it the way Bradshaw uh, was in February, but um, he does what Bradshaw does, and, and that's to to have a glut of goals and then nothing at all. Not that I blame the fella particularly; he's a he's a he's a penalty area box um, striker. Um, so you know, I can't really blame him for for, for not scoring. Um, I can't really blame him when Murray Wallace um, insists on playing balls um, three foot over his head. All game, that must that, that that must have been instruction from the manager, but but it defies any kind of logic. I'll tell you something else. I'm not having Burke. Um, I've seen online some people saying that Burke had a good game. I, I don't I don't know what drugs these people are taking before they come down to Millwall. Um, probably all of them. Um, and after today, I think I'd quite like to join them. Um, there's more work that fella don't get through than does, and and that's always the case. He's, he's got a turn of foot. Rarely been seen in English football, I think. That that fella is rapid, but do you know what? That's all he's got, and he, he, he's not prepared to work. Really disappointing. I, I, we've got a bit of a, a group of teams um, forming up behind us now. We've stopped scoring. Um, it's been a fantastic season. You can't you can't moan about any of it, any of it really, but... I think we're running out of steam, mate. I hate to say it, I I really do. And please, please, God, they proved me wrong on Monday up at Hull. Um, we'll, we'll have to see. The other thing I'll say, we had, we had this with Bury um, earlier in the season, everybody calling on, on Bury to play, me included. Um, I'd much rather have Essie in the side than, than Burke. That kid come on with 10 minutes to go. Imagine coming on a game like that and having the impact he did. He looked... He looked by far the most creative player that we had in 10 minutes put in the best cross of the game of course we didn't have a centre forward there to nod it in um, I think we need to do something we need to find a little bit of creativity we need to find a little something different because this plodding workman-like performance I, I think I, I think we've hit the wall with it no pun intended anyway I'll see you soon mate
Come on, you lions. Come on, boys. Achtung. Millwall. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health Right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.